Welcome to the Clinic Secrets Podcast, where we give you an insider's look into what the top 1% of all clinic owners are doing differently to get more patients, make more profit per patient, and keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Um, off to a busy start already this week. I know there's a lot going on in the world this week um, with the election and all that stuff coming up. Um, so a lot of different things for everybody this week, but wanted to make this quick episode for you guys um, to start off the week um, for a couple different reasons, but mainly being um, just to illuminate and remind you guys to focus on the shit you can control, not the stuff you can't control. And so I'm calling this episode Profit Yields Growth. And because I know that I've spoken with a lot of different people who believe that they will be able to achieve profitability once they grow to a certain level, right? And so I want to dive into that today and talk a little bit about my thoughts around that. Um, hopefully provide you guys with some tactical stuff that you guys can use um, in your own personal businesses and wherever else you want to apply them in life. So I want to dive right in. Again, um, I've been having a lot of conversations with people um, talking about margins in their business, talking about economic structures, talking about how they're laying out their care plans, at what price points they're selling the care plans at, um, how long the care plans are in duration, meaning are they 24, 36 or more visits and over how long a period of time do those visits um, take place and all that kind of stuff. And one thing that definitely became very evident to me is that many people believe that in order to achieve a certain level of profitability, they have to get to a a certain revenue mark before that, right? So for example, oh, once I get to, you know, $250,000 a year or half a million dollars a year, um, then I will be able to, you know, achieve, you know, 60% profitability, 70% profitability, whatever the goal is that you're trying to achieve, right? And, and so I've realized that people are looking at revenue as kind of the golden key to unlock their profitability. And what I'm realizing, and you know, something that I've learned many moons ago in my own business, is that you know, growth does not equal profitability, right? It's actually the opposite. Profitability equals growth. And so I always said, profit supports growth, growth doesn't support profit. And a lot of people have to think about that again. And so don't get me wrong, right? If you're running um, you know, a 30% margin business and you're doing $500,000 a year and you change that to doing a million dollars a year still at that 30% margin, sure, you technically are going to have on paper more money from profit, right? If you had, you know, again, 30% at 500,000 and 30% at a million, well, sure, you're gonna make more profit when you grow more. But the reality is, is that if you scale a low margin business, you're going to be only left with a bigger low margin business, right? And a lot of the time, like I said, the growth is supported by the profits in the business. And the reason I say that is because profits allow you to serve. They allow you to not only have you know, efficient and properly trained staff and teammates, um, allow you to have the best equipment in the clinic, allow you to have the newest technology, but it also allows your client and your patient base to be more invested in what they're signing up to do, right? And so we always say in our world that patients that pay, pay attention, right? And it's, it's, it's very true. You know, I think about my own life and when it comes to, you know, making buying decisions and stuff like that, making purchases. And I think about when I 
naively bought a car that was way too expensive for me um, in early 2017, right? I bought a car early 2017. I've always wanted this, this car since I was a little kid. And so I went and I went out and I bought it, right? And it was... At the time, looking back, it was certainly out of my price range. Did I make it work through financing and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. But when I bought that car, the amount of effort and the amount of energy that took place in not only maintaining the car, but keeping it clean, and also just you know on a daily cadence, just making sure that the upkeep is there, you know, it was it was pretty much insane because I literally spent so much time just again taking care of this car, washing it. You know, at one point I was washing it after like every time I drove it, I was wiping shit down. You know what I mean? And so when you when people spend money and they make an emotion, they make a bigger investment, it becomes an emotional kind of attachment, right? Because again, they know what they did to earn that money. So again, if you if you're if you're charging, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars for a care plan, or three thousand, four thousand, depending on the clinic. Right. When people start paying, you know, into those couple thousands of dollars for, for their own care, they start to get a level of attachment to it that brings and solicits some emotion. Right. And the reason why that's so important to know is that when people are emotionally attached to their investments, they pay more attention to them. Right. And so a lot of people, when I speak with them on the phone, I'm talking with those guys and I'm like, OK, you know how you structure your care plans. And for a lot of the newer guys, um, you know, it's more so thinking about they're not doing care plans at all, right? They're not, they don't even, a lot of people don't even believe in care plans, which always blows my mind. Because again, I'll talk to some people and they're like, well, you know, Jeff, I don't really do care plans. I, um, I just get people in my, they come in my clinic and I just put them on like a hundred dollar, you know, monthly subscription for whatever I want to do. And, um, you know, I, quick, I'm usually pretty quick to remind them that one is, you know, you went to school for a very long time to develop a certain series of skills that can be, and a lot of the times are life-changing, yet your prices don't reflect that. Your prices actually are shorting you. And they're, oh, well, Jeff, you know, I don't want to make it a burden for anybody. You know, I, I don't want, I want to make my care affordable. Like, I want to make sure that my patients can afford it and they're not, I'm not burdening them with high expenses. Well, the only thing that you're actually doing there, number one, number one is your patients have money. And number two, you're actually burdening in yourself. You're, and so instead of you, you're just thinking like, oh, I'm, I don't want to stab my patients in the foot by charging them a lot, you're actually stabbing yourself in the foot by doing that because you're shorting your business, you're shorting your profit, you're shorting your growth, you're shorting your opportunity to serve people at a high level and get better staff and get better, get better programming and get better procedures and get better internal stuff. You're shorting everything that has to do with you being a provider. That's what you're shorting, right? And so while you think that you're not shorting anybody or you're doing somebody a favor and charging them less, you're actually doing yourself a disservice and you're affecting the overall sustainability and longevity of your clinic, right? And I'm quick to remind people that, oh, Jeff, I just get them on a $100 monthly membership. We don't do any care plans. Well, soon enough, you're going to be running a nonprofit because we're not, we're, we're looking at this business to make money because allowing us to make money allows our business to stay in business. And then it also allows us to serve more people because we have the capability to market and advertise and get in front of more new people because patients are profitable to us, right? And so that was a little bit of a tangent, but the whole motion of that or the whole notion of that is it's okay to make money. It's okay to take profit. It's okay to have a good margin business. In fact, some of the most successful docs I know, they follow this structure, right? They look at their price and they price their shit based on how much they personal income they want to make, how much they want to save for their business, 
and they're also putting in 20% from every sale for taxes. And they look and see, okay, after I pay myself, after I pay my taxes, and after I save some money for my business and cover my ass with overhead, how much profitability do I have left after that? And that's how, they're not pricing just by looking around and seeing what's on the market. They're actually strategically pricing their shit. They're literally, again, looking at, okay, if I wanna make, you know, if I'm selling a care plan and I wanna make a thousand bucks for this care plan, I know 20% goes to taxes, I know my overhead is X amount of dollars per patient, what do I need to price my shit at in order to cover all of those boundaries, but then also have a little bit of back-end scale money built in there, okay? And so the guys that are priced accordingly are the ones that are achieving really, really successful and rapid growth because they have the capital to support the infrastructure, to support the advertising and the acquisition, to support themselves and keep themselves motivated throughout the process. Otherwise, you just get burned out, right? And um, yeah, it's, you know, I say a lot to say, profit fucking matters. Like, and it's not a bad thing. People think that profit's so evil. It's like, oh my gosh, all these guys that are making all this money are evil, or the guys that are charging, you know, doing 36 visit care plans for $4,000. Those guys are evil, you know what I mean? My thing is there's people on the market paying it, right? There's people paying it. And so it's the motion that, again, we have to understand that profit supports growth. And until you can prioritize yourself and prioritize your clinic and prioritize your actions and prioritize everything around you, it's going to be hard to sustain anything because without sustaining yourself, you can sustain nothing else, right? And so, again, I say all that to say, you know, you have to become better before you get bigger, meaning you have to focus on improving your, your bottom line margin before you can actually start to scale and scale and scale. Because, again, profit supports growth, not the opposite, okay? And so during your week, during everything you're doing, you know, it's a crazy week, especially in the U.S., if you're listening to the United States, which I assume a lot of you are, you know, there's a lot going on. But it's important to understand that you have to focus on what you can control in your business. You have to focus on what you can control. And when you spend a lot of other time thinking about, um, you know, things that you can't control and things that are out of your wheelhouse, it, yield, it yields a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of this, a lot of that. And we can't support that. We have to support ourselves first. We have to focus on what we can control. And we have to focus on becoming better. Because when we get better, then is when we, that's when we can come become bigger, right? And so I hope that makes sense. Um, again, you know, I just kind of wanted to put this out there. I was thinking about it a lot over the weekend. You know, a lot of people have, you know, kind of shitty money beliefs that, you know, making money is a bad thing and that they're not worthy of the money or they don't deserve the money or uh, their market doesn't have the money, even worse, right? And uh, I just wanna let you guys know that those are all mental roadblocks. Those are all roadblocks you've installed in your own head if you're thinking like that, if that's, if that's aligned with your belief system that you don't have, they don't have money, the market doesn't have money, I can't charge people what I wanna charge them. That's all literally mindset beliefs and mindset roadblocks, right? Because there's an abundance amount of money out there um, a good friend of mine, he always says, you know, he's like, well, he's like, I had a doc that said, no, my, um, my, pay, my market doesn't have any money. No one has any money. No one's willing to pay. And, uh, you know, we're quick to remind him that, you know, when we go on vacation, we go to these resorts, the airplane's full. When you get to the resort, the resort's full, the bar's full, everybody's spending money. There's so much money out there. It's all about actually positioning yourself and getting a better money mindset to understand that there's much out there for everybody and that everybody can get their own share of the pie. And just because you are making money in your clinic and making money from your patients doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It allows you to serve them at a high level and allows you to be a profitable clinic and allows you to support 
yourself, right? So I hope that makes sense, guys. Again, get bigger, get better before you get bigger. And when you get better, the biggerness will follow. And I uh, hope everyone has a rocking Monday. Drop a like, drop a comment, tag somebody who needs to hear this. And hope you guys have a rocking uh, start to your week. Peace. If you found this content valuable, I hope you leave us a five-star review. And if you want more content like this, head over to our free Facebook community or check us out at www.accelerateyourclinicgrowth.com start.